Welcome to the Cushing Corner Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Today, Cushing provides a timely update on trending topics in the market. I'm Jeff Crumrine, Head of Distribution, and will be your host as we explore investment topics each episode with a variety of our investment talent here at Cushing Asset Management. Today, I would like to welcome Nick Brown, Client Portfolio Manager for our infrastructure team here at Cushing. We will be talking about the changing midstream energy landscape. Welcome, Nick. Thanks, Jeff. So, Nick, wanted to talk to you a little bit about that, and, and I know we've been getting a lot of questions in the marketplace recently, and so I thought we'd kind of go through some of those with you today. Uh, the first question is really from a valuation standpoint, where is the midstream space today? Yeah, so despite a pretty good start to the year uh, for the space, it's still trading significantly below uh, the long-term averages. So if you look from 2006 through 2019, the space on an EV to EBITDA basis has traded a little north of 12 times. Today, it's trading somewhere between 9.5 and 10 times. Uh, More importantly, I think to most investors right now, is the relative valuation of the space versus you know, tenure treasury, REITs, utilities, uh, and credit spreads, you've got a a 200 basis point discount, essentially, of where that spread is today versus the long-term average spread. Uh, And then energy as a whole, if you look at uh, the energy sector as a uh, percentage of the S&P 500, typically even in very rough times, you see that get down around 6%, which has only happened uh, a couple times in the past decade. Uh, but right now it's actually trading uh, below 5 or sitting below 5% of the S&P 500, uh, which is a multi-decade low. Thanks, Nick. So moving on to talk about uh, another t- subject that we were getting a lot of questions about in the marketplace is the volatility in the space over the last few years. Could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so uh, you know, kind of going back to valuations, if we go back to peak valuations, which was in mid-2014, uh, of course, oil was at $107 a barrel. As that began to change and oil went from 107 a barrel to ultimately $26 a barrel, you had uh, three kind of waves of distribution or dividend cuts across the space. And with each one of those dividend cuts or waves of dividend cuts, Uh, you kind of shook investors from what they initially got into the asset class for, uh, which we believe is stable income or yield. So the first round of cuts came from mostly uh, upstream MLPs and what we would probably say are the weaker uh, or more commodity-sensitive MLPs or midstream companies. That was in 2015. When you get into 2016 and some of 17, you had... uh, MLPs and midstream companies that didn't necessarily have commodity price exposure, but they were forced with the choice of, you know, how do we fund our next project? We can't use equity that's yielding uh, triple what it normally yields, so we have to retain cash flow to fund these projects, uh, which ultimately came out of the pockets of investors in the form of a second wave of distribution and dividend cuts. And then finally, in 2018, you saw... Uh, what technically wasn't a distribution or dividend cut, but it was the result of a lot of these simplification transactions where essentially a very low-yielding general partner 
was acquiring a much higher yielding MLP and the result was uh, obviously a high yielding name going away and a much lower yielding name replacing it, which to the end investor, again, felt like a dividend cut. So that's, incre- that's increased uncertainty around the asset class, around the income in the asset class, uh, which you know, just like anything else, when you have uncertainty, it typically increases volatility. Uh, so it's been a rough few years Going through these process, going through the process of simplifying the space, uh, but it has left the space in a much healthier place. We're back with Nick Brown, client portfolio manager on our infrastructure team here at Cushing, and talking about the the changing space we have in the midstream area. Um, We've been talking about volatility, about valuation, and really wanted to kind of dig into a little bit about what has been accomplished by the simplifications you've spoken about, and and what does that mean for the end investor? Yeah, well, the the end investor over the past few years has really changed quite a bit as far as what they're looking for in the space. I think if, if we looked at the space in 2000. 15 or prior, it was all about the income and the growth of that income, and that's how companies were valued uh, across the space. That's kind of shifted over the past few years, and certainly today when people look at this space, we believe they're looking at it more from a total return uh, perspective, and so the companies had to make some of these simplification transactions to satisfy what I would say is a kind of demand from investors. So the main goal from the simplification transactions was to remove the structural hurdles or headwinds that most investors had a problem with. The first being incentive distribution rights that existed between the general partners and the MLPs, uh, which was relatively uh, simple to do and quick to do, but the mechanics of accomplishing that ultimately came down to merging the two entities together. And we've seen over 90% of the space do that now. Um, Some of the bonus or additional benefits of these transactions would be the ability to fund projects without issuing equity, uh, which, you know, if we look at the CapEx across the space, it's been funded by equity for the past half decade or so. They've spent about $40 billion or issued $40 billion worth of equity to fund projects. Uh, last year, that number was down to $10 billion, and this year it should probably be about half of that. So you're, that's a huge change to happen in just a couple of years' time. Um, equally important, they've been able to build their cash reserves, uh, which is backfilling those capital needs uh, with no tie to the equity markets or any reliance on the equity markets. Uh, and finally, just the ability to delever and have uh, more security around projects going forward despite where valuations stand. Thanks, Nick. So clearly, we've where we've been and where we are now is a very different place. And 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 it sounds like from from all your comments, we're in a much better spot in the market than we've been in a, in a number of years. And and hopefully that's um, sets up nicely for investors as we go forward into twenty nineteen.
We hope you have found our update on the midstream market helpful. Thanks to Nick Brown for joining us today, and we hope that you'll subscribe to our podcast series, Cushing Corner. For more information on Cushing, please feel free to visit our website at www.cushingasset.com. I'm Jeff Crumrine, and we are grateful you tuned in today.